Hive kids, the new sick, super cool fad is here. Do you want to be the most super duper kid in school? Try our wacky, zany flavors of new Capri Sun Jewel Pods. There's awesome flavors like Magical Mango, Amazing Apple, and everyone's favorite, Unicorn Piss. Mom and Dad think they know what's right for you, as if... Listen to us. We know what's right for you. Listen to the nicotine. It beckons for you. So get your mom and dad's credit card and head over to Jewel.Kids to start your jeweling journey. Today. Right now. Come on. Do it. Give us your money. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Gather around and welcome to another episode of the Short News Podcast. We have a lot to talk about, so let's just get into it. I've been busy registering for classes and getting all of my transfer credits squared away. That that was stressful, man, and it dragged on for months, but it's finally done, and I'm happy with the result. I also hadn't seen my grades for the last semester because I never looked at them when they came out, out of, um, out of fear of what I received. I used to get a lot of bad grades in high school and at my old college, and would be punished pretty hard by my parents, which made my academic anxiety even worse. So now I just block the final grades out of my head until someone asks me what I got, and then I have to look, otherwise I I feel and look like a fool. So I looked, because Ashley asked me, and I I had to look. And um, the semester starts in about a week and a half. I'm pretty, um, pretty excited. I'm taking a bunch of different classes related to sociology that I need to be on my uh, A game for. Last term, I got A's and B's and ended up with a 3.666, which, yeah, that's the devil's number, but it's also a really fucking good GPA. (laughs) Just saying. It's amazing to me because at my old college, when I was mentally unwell, 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 well, mentally unwell and addicted to drugs, I was getting like a 2.2 GPA and not even doing my homework. So this is a huge turnaround for me. I'm kind of starting to get my shit together. It feels like just yesterday that I was sitting in my room doing a box of whippets every day, a whole box, killing my brain cells and not caring about what I was doing. But this time I actually care about having a future and I'm actually doing something about it. For example, I started, um, I started working out more and doing yoga to keep my body in check. And I also, I tried stopping buying jewel pots and instead opted for nicotine gum, which stuff is strong, but I, I just, you know, I, I was gonna come to you guys saying I quit cold turkey. I've been doing this for two days, but no, I, I caved yesterday morning and I bought jewel pods. And now we're back to jeweling, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm trying my best to quit, and I keep 
falling backwards. So that that's another thing I'm trying to change because I, I want to be healthy. Um, I'm eating a lot more berries, uh, a lot more blueberries specifically. Um, I think that's something we should all eat. Um, they're delicious. They taste like candy, but they're not candy. So I ate a whole, like, 12 ounces or 18 ounces of, of blueberries. And, and that was my late night snack. And it was really fun. It was good. It was a good time. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, the Jewel Pod situation, it's so expensive, though. They can go for, like, 30 bucks a pack, which is unheard of if you've ever bought pods outside of New York City. Everything is marked up here. That's part of the reason that we're thinking of leaving and moving somewhere cheaper and more peaceful. Because, yeah, yeah, we, we're thinking of leaving the city, at least for now, while this pandemic is still going on. There's nothing here for us anymore, if we're being real about it. We used to go out and enjoy the city. There used to be actual things to do. You could meet up with people, go to hookah bars, and do literally anything. Karaoke was my favorite pastime before this pandemic hit. It was an easy venue to practice performing, to get my heebie-jeebies out, but now there's there's no doing any of that. Definitely no sharing hookahs and all that shit. We've been locked inside this apartment for about a year now. That messes with your head after a while. It's, it's not good at all. We need to be able to, to go outside and stand on grass barefoot. I haven't done that in the longest time. And it depresses me to a point where I just need to lay down, which ends up making me even more depressed. And all, all the death that's happening, all the dark and stressful shit that's been happening in life lately, I haven't been able to see any of my friends in a year, I haven't seen my family, I haven't seen my therapist in person, it's not healthy for any of us. I don't want to be in this predicament anymore. The city is dead, and there's nothing here. Besides, I'm almost done with college, and I'll be able to go anywhere afterwards. Like, I don't know, I want to move to California, but of course a certain someone in this house is very against that, you know, um, because the whole state is burning, and she doesn't want to end up homeless or worse. But I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I hate the beach, and I was ranting about this last year on the show, but now, 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 I would go to the beach if Given the opportunity, I would go to the beach in a heartbeat if somebody was like, hey, let's go. I think I might actually cry of happiness if I go to the beach when my feet hit the sand and the sun hits my skin. Like I said, I hate the beach. It's not even like I would normally enjoy even doing that on vacation. I hate the sand. I'm like Anakin Skywalker. I hate sand. It's coarse. It, oh, like whatever he said. When he was a whiny teenager. But dude, this is this has been a terrible year. And I've changed a lot over this period of time. I've had to grow up a lot. I've had to make sacrifices and come to terms with certain issues in my life. Um deal with a lot of um a lot of loss and try to deal with it in an adult way. One thing I can say is um coming out of this pandemic more confident in myself and my own abilities because 
those have been honed and developed over this time thanks to this podcast, thanks to you guys, thanks to my anger at the world. All of those things together have fueled me to get better, to keep improving, to, to keep doing what I love and making what I need to make. The podcast is a big part of my life now. It's a part of my identity. You guys are a part of me. Two years ago, if you told me that I would have, like, I, I would have a podcast that people actually listen to and that I consistently recorded on a weekly basis and edited and published without breaks, I would tell you you're, you're full of shit because I would have never done anything like this if it wasn't for all of this personal development, I guess we'll call it. This, um, this pandemic has made me face the fact that I am a, a digital creator. Whatever that means, if it's music, podcasting, comedy, short form videos, whatever it is, man, that's being a creator. Sorry, my acid reflux again. And now I need to learn how to monetize it properly. My therapist was telling me a while ago to think about what I want to do with my future after college, and I had no idea. But I was afraid of being miserable at whatever job I would have to do for the rest of my life. When I dropped out of college and worked in IT, that was a fucking nightmare after a while. Don't get me wrong, at first it was really fun, but it's really demeaning work. You're, you're really skilled at doing the thing that other people in the building have no idea how to do, but they treat you like a servant or something. And it doesn't help that all of us were people of color, and all of the asses we were helping were rich white people. It was a law school, so the people there were of a, um, of a high caliber. I can't say much about the job at risk of causing them IT security breaches, and I don't want to do that. A true IT technician never gives up their secrets because that would completely fuck up their infrastructure and I could probably get sued for something like that. So we're not going there. But those people that I worked for had no idea how to do anything related to computers and acted like it was like that was our fault for not making it easy enough. Honestly, the only good thing about the job was the, um, the butts. So many nice butts. It seemed like every single female law student was wearing really expensive tights or yoga pants and they would walk in and ask for help, bend over the desk, you know. And um, one time this girl had to write down her password on a piece of paper for us and the password was... um. 1-800-SPANK-ME. That was her password. And I was so confused at first, but we, we entered the password to, to work on her account, and it, it worked. It got us in. 1-800-SPANK-ME. So I don't know what her deal is, but law students are some super freaks, if you ask me. So to that law student, if you're listening by chance and you're still using that password... I'm sorry, but it's time to change it, you super freak. <laughs> One time a professor called me up to her office to demand for me to get her camera to work on her computer. Here's the kicker. 
it was a desktop, like an office desktop, and there was no webcam attached. I don't know what she was thinking. Like, lady, have you, have you never seen what a webcam looks like before? You know, you know, like those, those things that look like cameras, but they, they get put on a computer monitor that you have to like buy separately. You don't see one on yours, right? So that must mean, professor, by process of elimination, that there is indeed no fucking camera. She was pissed at me, though. And the fact that there was no camera included into the monitor of the PC or something. But no other person in the whole entire building had a webcam unless they bought it and brought it in themselves and installed it themselves. And explaining that to her was a nightmare. She's like, I'm an internationally recognized professor. Okay, so you should be able to afford to buy your own webcam, Miss Fucking International Professor. That job was killing me. I would order food, and because people were always in the office and in need of something, I never got to eat until the food was already cold. And at that point, I just didn't eat, so I was getting really skinny and pale and mentally unstable from the constant barrage of negativity, stress, and mistreatment that is the IT industry. So please show respect to your IT technicians in your offices, wherever you are. They are doing their best. And most likely it's your fault that the equipment isn't working, if we're being real. If you aren't able to understand that you need to buy a webcam for video conferencing, then you're a, techn you're, you're a technological lost cause. And should be grateful that there's an IT department to make sure you can properly function. What would you do? without the IT people of the world. Oh man, but getting laid off from that job was one of the best things that could have happened to me. Sure, I had to go on unemployment, but I could also go back to school and get my degree so I don't have to work in a job that I hate like that for the rest of my life and want to die every day when I wake up. I would, I would wake up for work, make my coffee, and cry in bed until the time that I had to leave for my shift. I started passing out at work and throwing up and getting anxiety and OCD attacks all the time. My, oh, my coworkers were unbearable. And I almost blew up at people multiple times. So being able to leave that job and not having it be my fault was great. That school is probably fine without me. I was just a small cog in the machine anyways. I, they, they don't need me. That's why they laid me off. Because <laughs> they didn't need me. No shit. I want to be something more than, than, than that, than a cog. I want to be doing what I love, creating things. That's the point. I won't be happy unless I'm successfully making a living off of the things that I enjoy doing, whatever it is that may be in the future. I need some guidance in doing this, most likely, and I don't know how to advance or get this podcast to sponsors or how to sell merchandise or any of that. I'm sure if I took the time to look up how to run a business, this wouldn't be as difficult as I'm making it out to be in my head. Time is money and I need to be making more of that. Otherwise, this shit isn't going to be floatable, you know what I mean? I've been very free about everything. Haven't been pushing any of my work or monetizing anything that I'm doing, which 
maybe needs to change now before I start losing money. Maybe one day there will be a Patreon. But for now, that's not something that, that's really doable. There just aren't enough people for that, and I don't feel good about asking people for money when they just want to listen to some content. So, I will say, one way you can help me make some extra cash for free, at no cost for you, is by playing my music on Spotify, if you have Spotify, or Apple Music, or anywhere really, just stream my album, I made this during a pandemic. It's a decent album, different genres of music on there, other than just the, uh, Pop House track, Mango Pods and White Claw, and that's on there too. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about the music industry. If this, <clears throat> if this song gets on playlists and charts, then the algorithm plays into favor of that, and it shows it to more people. And then if they like it, they share it with others, and it's a snowball effect of positivity. So check out the album. It's under my name. I also have a single called Aruba that's out now and a song coming out under a record label, I think, called Korean Samba. I was shopping around a little bit for that one because I'm trying to, uh, to monetize a little better and I need help from some, some names in the industry. So we're working on that right now. Um, holy shit. So, should we, we've been putting this off, wow, we're 16 minutes and 30 seconds in, we haven't talked about the inauguration. So, <clears throat> holy shit. So, Joe Biden has officially been inaugurated as the 46th President of the United States, President Joe. It's about motherfucking time that dude was put into office. He's finally home. It's a work in progress for him for the last 40 years. However long it's been that he's been in office or serving different public offices. Like, okay, yeah, he, he voted for some wars. Yeah, he's too old. Yeah, he's terrible about personal space. But the policies that he's going to bring about are going to recover us from this shitstorm that the Trump administration was. He's already signing documents as we speak, and I, I can't believe it. Like, the Paris Agreement, we're back in that. Donald Trump isn't the president anymore. Holy fuck, dude. Donald Trump isn't the president. It feels like we woke up from a terrible dream, and now things are returning to some form of sanity. I, I know we aren't out of the water yet. My lefty friends will say the same thing, blah, blah, blah. Only a hundred, only fourteen hundred dollars. Blah blah. Too much establishment. It's not enough. But, but can we, can we just be happy for five seconds that Donald Trump is gone, has zero power, is retired to Florida where he'll fart around and play golf with his forty handicap, picking hash browns out of his belly button on weekends. He has no Twitter account. He has no White House press conferences. We don't have to listen to him anymore. We're free. You feel that? The massive weight being lifted off of your shoulders? Yeah, man, that's just because Trump is gone. He's Florida's problem now. 
Mar-a-Lago will probably become his home base from here on. That's what I'm hearing. He's just going to turn that into his own personal compound, which I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had my own personal resort that I could just go and live in, sweet life of Zack and Cody style, which, similarly enough, is about children with bad haircuts living in a hotel and causing problems. But, lefties, hear me out here. We went from one out-of-touch old guy to another out-of-touch old guy. Yes, that's really frustrating. I would have preferred the in-touch old white guy with the socialist ideas, but that's just me and my Marxist education at work. But we got this dude, who is a little spacey, and I don't know if everything is working up there, and he's not going to do much for us. I don't think that any of us are very surprised about that, but the fact that we're moving at all away from the Trump era and not further into it is a wonderful and relaxing compromise, in my opinion. Should we go easy on Joe Biden like a lot of people on the left seem to be doing, just backing him up on everything mindlessly? No. There is going to be plenty of room for criticism of the new president. There will be times where we'll want to protest, where we do protest, where it's going to feel like he's not listening to us. That's the case for any professional politician. If you see something wrong, though, speak up. Call him out in his shit. Don't let people get screwed over just because Trump is gone. If people are still getting screwed, then something needs to be done about that. He's not going to be perfect, but again, he's not Trump, and that's, that's a big step in the right direction. I doubt that he is going to manipulate us, gaslight us, and bring us down the way Trump has for the past four years. Family won't be pitted against one another for their beliefs anymore. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to, because conversations with them were becoming impossible. Everyone is at each other's throats about this whole fucking politics thing. I felt really good about yesterday. I was so happy. Mostly, mostly that Trump is gone. We've been in this abusive relationship with Donald Trump as a president for four years. It feels like forever. It was terrible. The dude is responsible for us being in this terrible predicament with the coronavirus. We wouldn't be still in lockdown at 400,000 plus people dead if Donald Trump wasn't in office and someone who actually believed in science over money was in his place. But look where we are now. We have a lot of cleaning up to do. And I hope that we're able to do that in the coming years and I hope we can do it fast because I want to go back to doing normal shit. I'm sure I'm not alone on that. People are losing their minds in this. I'm losing my mind. I've seen everything there is to watch on Netflix. I've finished keeping up with the Kardashians. I've seen Kim and Courtney take New York. Courtney and Chloe take Miami. Whatever other shit there is, I've fucking seen it. Every other show that I've watched is just not the same because of the virus. The Daily Show has just become Trevor Noah filming in his apartment alone in front of a camera like a YouTuber. That's not how this shit is supposed to be. It's not the same. And then, and then there's Jimmy Fallon. Good old Jimmy 
Not Funny Fallon. Stop laughing at your own jokes, Jimmy. Why are you always drunk, Jimmy? Stop acting like nobody notices. I can, I can smell the whiskey breath from the other side of the TV, buddy. Late night TV isn't the same, is my point. We're living in this fucked up dystopia where there's no end in sight for now. Look at where we are with vaccines. Not enough of these fuckers are going into people's arms. They don't have enough inventory, which is insane to me that they aren't at all prepared. But of course, that's something that the Trump administration was supposed to take care of, and they didn't. They just lied to us and said that there were reserves of vaccines, and that was literally not at all true. So again, we're stuck in the here in limbo. People are dying. Karens are still refusing to abide by mask mandates. We're kind of fucked until something changes, and hopefully that happens under this administration. I'm really <clears throat> hoping having Biden in office makes things different. He's promised to prioritize COVID as the main thing we need to fight against right now. He's acknowledged the urgency of the situation. That's good. His administration has shown that they're ready to abide by restrictions as best they can and set an example for the rest of the country by believing what the science says works and going with that. We've needed that, and I think we took for granted that other administrations trusted the facts, while this one that we've had for the last four years tried to spin and skew it all to benefit and preserve themselves. So you could say watching these celebrations was therapeutic for me and many others. I was drinking and doing other things and enjoying the night. It was fantastic. Katy Perry sang Firework. Democrats have the real, other real entertainers. Who does, who does Trump have? Kid Rock? Yeah, Kid Rock and the My Pillow guy. Did you see his, uh, his pillows got pulled from Bed Bath & Beyond and other stores? That's where I got my my pillow years ago. It was 2016 summertime. I was shopping for college stuff with my aunt. We were at Bed Bath and Beyond, and we walked walked by the my pillow, and she's like, "You need a pillow," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's true." But I hear this guy is a huge Trump supporter, and and on the box there's this huge fucking picture of Mike Lindell's creepy ass face, and he's like hugging his my pillow. <laughs> my aunt, who is a hard hardcore Trump supporters like so what that shouldn't be a problem for you we're getting this pillow so I, I got a my pillow and I, I used that for for a couple of years and even though the guy is a fucking weirdo um is is the pillow any good honestly honestly no it's just a regular fucking pillow with regular amounts of fluff and padding it's nothing special it could be any any old pillow, and I would not be able to tell the difference between that and the my pillow. Don't buy them; they're useless. This is an anti my pillow advertisement read. An anti ad. Don't pick up your phone, and don't call one eight hundred my pillow, and don't buy a pillow today or tomorrow or any day after that. Please, don't support this man. Anyways, QAnon's two favorite people. Um, 
Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks were a big part of the celebrations, which I'm sure triggered a lot of right-wing conspiracy theorists who think Tom Hanks is some kind of evil mastermind who does terrible things when he's literally just some normal dude and they can't think of anything real to nail him for. But it was a great day. It was a great celebration. I enjoyed every second of it and was glued to the TV for like seven hours. So I thought we could go through what happened yesterday, look at the big speeches that, that were going on, um, and, and uh, see, see what they said, because I haven't heard Trump's farewell speech, and I was looking away during Biden's speech because I was afraid of some conservative extremists doing something to him. And now that I know the outcome and that he's okay, I can finally see what he actually said, and we can talk about what that means for the country. And the Trump speech, well, I just want to see that because it's funny. But um, what do we say to Donald Trump? And we say bye-bye. Yeah, we say bye-bye. And we say bye-bye. <laughs> what other, um, every time Trump speaks? Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? And like, a lot of us are really smart. I'm really smart. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I love that. I love this soundboard. It's really fun. Um, here's this one. Give me that pussy. I think that's my favorite. You guys like that one? Here, let me turn the volume down a little. Give me that pussy. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. Okay, so yeah, we're I'm I'm wasting time here. We should be we should be going to I, I typed in wasting time. <laughs> I typed in wasting time. Okay, where's the Biden um speech? Biden inauguration. Oh wait, no no no, we gotta see Trump farewell speech. Where's his farewell? Um, all right, let's see. We got, we got this one. We are going to take you now to a 20-minute pre-recorded farewell message from President Trump. Four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so... Infect millions and get 400,000 people killed? Is that what we came here to do, Donald? Because you did a great job, if that's the case. We did, we did what we came here to do. We did it, guys. We killed all these people. Population control. That was it all along. I was trying to control the population. So great. So many dead. So many dead. 
So many innocent people. Oh, so great. So many innocent. Oh, my God. We made America dead again. We're going to make America dead again. We're going to build a wall around health care so no one can get treatment. Much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck. I want to know what was in the note that he wrote Biden. I see all these memes of like, here's the note that Trump wrote to Biden, and it just says, Joe, you know I won. It's from Donald Trump. <laughs> and and it, I, would he be that petty? Maybe. But he's wearing a blue tie for this speech, <clears throat> which means he's in an okay, okay mood. Trump says, we will be back in farewell address. Oh, here's the farewell address. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is that a fake Melania standing behind him? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Remember that whole conspiracy that I actually kind of believed for a while? It's just she wears really big sunglasses over her that like cover her face. So it's like hard to tell. Uh, thank you very much. And we love you. And I can tell you that from the bottom of my heart. This has been an incredible four years. Uh, we've accomplished so much together. I want to thank all of my family and my friends and my staff. And, and I will be seeing all of you in prison. <laughs> Next week when we go to court. <laughs> so many other people for being here. I want to thank uh, you for your effort, your hard work. People have no idea how hard this family worked. They worked, and they worked for you. They could have had a much easier... Nobody believed how hard this family worked because they didn't work at all. They didn't work so hard. They, they unworked so hard that it could be considered work. Okay. Your life, uh, but they just, they did a fantastic job. I just want to thank all of you, everyone. Uh, I want to thank Mark Meadows, who's here, someplace right there. I want to thank Mark. Is he but going to jail, been, uh, too? It's been something very special. We've accomplished a lot. Our first lady has been a woman of great grace and beauty and dignity. And so popular with the people. So popular with the people. So In popular fact, with honey, the people. Would you like to say a few words, please? I am divorcing Donald after we get off plane. <laughs> Being your first lady was my greatest honor. Thank you for your love and your support. You will be in my thoughts and prayers. God bless you all. God bless your families. And God bless this beautiful nation. You gotta watch this speech. Look up Trump farewell address. And, um... Oh my god, Melania, when she's addressing everyone, she, like, turns her head slowly, like, to, like, 
to one side and then turns it to the other side and keeps like swinging it side to side like an animatronic at Chuck E. Cheese, like trying to simulate like human behavior. What else has to be said, right? But what we've done, that's true, honey, great job. What we've done has been amazing by any standard. We rebuilt the United States military. We created a new force called Space Force. That in itself would be a major achievement for a regular administration. We were not a regular administration. We took care of the vets, 91% approval rating. They've never had that before. The vets have given us the VA. The vets have given us an approval rating like uh, has never been before. We took care of our vets and our beautiful vets. They were very badly treated before we came along. And uh, as you know, we get them great service and we pick up the bill and they can go out and they can see a doctor if they have to wait long periods of time. We got it so that we can sadly uh, get rid of people that don't treat our vets properly. We, had, we didn't have any of those rights before when I came on. So our vets are happy, our people are happy, our military is thrilled. We also got tax cuts, the largest tax cut and reform in the history of our country by far. I hope they don't raise your taxes. People. They are. But if they do, I told you so. And uh, if you look at the regulations, which I consider the regulation cuts to be maybe even more important, that's why we have such good and have had such good job numbers. The job numbers have been absolutely incredible. When we started, had we not been hit by the pandemic, uh, we would have had uh, numbers that would never have been seen. Already our numbers are the best ever. If you look at what happened until February a year ago, our numbers were at a level that nobody had ever seen before. And even now, we really built it twice. We got hit. Nobody blames us for that. The whole world got hit. And then we built it again. And now the stock market is actually substantially higher than it was at its higher point prior to the pandemic. So it's uh, really, you could say, we built it twice. And uh, you're going to see... You're going to see incredible numbers start coming in if everything is sort of left alone. Be careful. Very complex. Be careful. But you're going to see some incredible things happening. And uh, remember us when you see these things happening, if you would. Remember us because uh, I'm, looking at, uh, I'm looking at elements of our economy that are set to be a rocket ship up. It's a rocket ship up. We have the greatest... Yeah, because Biden got elected, dude. Dude, because Biden is in, so everybody is, is yeah, like a rocket ship right now. Everybody feels like businesses are going to come back. Damn, look at the wind going at his hair. If you pause it at the right time, you can see his balding. And I'm so afraid that that's exactly what my hairline might be doing. Either that or I just don't know how to give myself a good haircut. It could be either one. But, damn, I, I'm gonna have to, gonna have to ask his barber how he does it. Country in the world, we have the greatest economy in the world, and as bad as the pandemic was, 
We were hit so hard, just like the entire world was hit so hard. Places that thought they got away with it didn't get away with it. They're suffering right now. We did something that is uh, really considered a medical miracle. They're calling it a miracle. In that bro, bro, what? Are you serious? Because so many people, so many dead people, 400,000 dead people would, would disagree, and many more on ventilators, and many people with lasting effects from this, and, you know, a lot of people would disagree with that statement. We haven't done anything about this yet. The vaccines aren't rolling out. It's a disaster. So, I don't know what the, what in the fuck he's talking about, but is he just gonna keep spouting bullshit? Let's see where this goes. His mouth looks like a butthole. Love to the It's like a puckered rectum. A puckered rectum when he talks. So great. So great. So tight. Such a tight butthole. Uh, so great. <laughs> Incredible people and families who Incredible so people from family. the China virus. It's a uh, horrible thing that was China put onto the world. We all know where it came from, but it's a horrible, horrible the China virus, it came from China. We know where it came from, China. So if you're gonna blame anyone, blame them. Don't blame me. I didn't do anything. That's pretty accurate. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything about it. He was like, oh, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. You wait, wait and see. Wait and see. Come June, it'll all be, it'll just be gone come Easter. Come Easter, poof, gone. Easter came along, more people were dying. Mr. President, what are you going to... Uh, it'll be gone in June. You wait and see. Wait and see. June comes along. Mr. President, it's June now. What? Uh, it, it, you, it's a hoax. It's not as big of a deal as, as, as everyone says it is. And then he gets the coronavirus. Mr. President, now are you taking it seriously now that you got the coronavirus and had to be on experimental drugs? No, it was fine. I think I'm immune at this point. It's, we can't let it rule our lives. Don't let, don't let this thing that almost killed me rule your life. Okay? It can't. We gotta make money. <laughs> Horrible thing. So be very careful. Be very, very careful. But we want to pay uh, great love, great love to all of the people that have suffered, including families who have suffered so gravely. So with that, I, I just want to say you are amazing people this is a great great country it is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president you're gonna make me cry tears of joy because he's gone <laughs> he's about to say goodbye and we're never gonna hear from him again uh you know we're gonna hear from him again goodbye we love you we will be back in some form i see you in moscow
Vladdy, baby's coming home. <laughs> and again, uh, I want to just in leaving, I want to thank our vice president, Mike Pence and Karen. I want to thank. Con I want to thank Mike Pence for being a massive puss and not doing what was needed to win this election. <laughs> Make sure you find him. Here's his address. <laughs> he like doxes him as like a project projector with his address to the Google Maps of his house, Street View. <laughs> like here he is. You can find him at these times between nine and five. Congress, because we really worked well with Congress. Uh, at least certain so great. of Congress. So great. We worked so great. But we really did. We've gotten so much done that nobody thought would be possible. But I do want to thank Boy, Congress. And I want to thank to all outside. of the great people of Washington, D.C., all of the people that we worked with to put this miracle together. So have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So that is... um. That's it, everyone. That's the end of the Trump presidency right there. That's amazing. We did it. Most of us survived. Most of us. But, um, you know, out with the old, right? Out with the old and in with the older. <laughs> We went from one old man to an older old man. <laughs> and and that's that pisses a lot of people off. Where's um Biden inauguration speech highlights cuz we don't want the whole thing. Right? Highlights. Oh look it's Ted Cruz. Today on this January day, my whole soul is in this bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. Uniting to fight the foes we face, anger, resentment and hatred, extremism, lawlessness, violence, disease, joblessness and hopelessness. With unity, we can do great things, important things. We can right wrongs. We can put people to work in good jobs. We can teach our children in safe schools. We can overcome the deadly virus. We can reward, reward work and rebuild the middle class and make health care secure for all. We can deliver racial justice and we can make America once again the leading force for good in the world. Wait, the clicking sound is back. I want to see if that is going to be a problem here. Um, I don't think it's there when I talk, but when, when the audio plays, it becomes an issue. So I think that's something having to do with my processor. I record this using a MacBook Air. If that kills the magic for anyone. <laughs> I know speaking of unity can sound to some like a foolish fantasy these days. I know the forces that divide us are deep and they are real. But I also know they are not new. Our history has been a constant struggle between the American ideal that we're all are created equal 
and the harsh, ugly reality that racism, nativism, fear, demonization have long torn us apart. The battle is perennial, and victory is never assured. Through civil war, the Great Depression, the World War, 9-11, through struggle, sacrifice, and setbacks, our better angels have always prevailed. In each of these moments, enough of us, enough of us have come together to carry all of us forward. And we can do that now. History, faith, and reason show the way, the way of unity. We can see each other not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting, and lower the temperature. For without unity, there is no peace, only bitterness and fury, no progress, only exhausting outrage. No nation, only a state of chaos. This is our historic moment of crisis and challenge. And unity is the path forward. And we must meet this moment as the United States of America. If we do that, I guarantee you we will not fail. We have never, ever, ever, ever failed in America. When we've acted together, and so today, at this time, in this place, let's start afresh, all of us. Let's begin to listen to one another again, hear one another, see one another, show respect to one another. May God bless America, and may God protect our troops. Thank you, America. That was powerful. That was good. He's, he's all about unifying the country, which I think is the direction that we definitely need to take in this, um, in this day and age, you know? We, we have too much division, and we have to, we have to fix that. We really do. We have to get rid of that shit, because America's not going to survive if we keep fighting and it's just gonna split and then what we're gonna have another civil war we don't nobody wants that american on american violence that's pretty fucked up we have enough of a of, of we have enough problems as is we don't need to start a war with ourselves You know? So, it was a good day, though, in, in the words of Ice Cube. We can relax for a little bit and be happy. We're one step closer to recovery. And yeah, $1,400 isn't $2,000. That sucks, I know. But we have to compromise in some places. Trump wasn't going to give us anything at all if he was still going to be president. Now we can actually get something from the government. Now they might actually listen to the needs of the people. So I look forward to this presidency and seeing how it plays out. Congratulations, Joe Biden. We're proud of you. And as always, 
Fuck you, Donald Trump. And you too, Donald Trump Jr., you fucking cokehead. <laughs> so speaking of Donald Trump, um, and Donald Trump being shitty, I want to do something nice for James Senecola's family, who we, we talked about um, last episode, uh, since his funeral was a couple days ago, so in the last episode I put a link to the, to the scholarship fund, which is set up in his name. And I'll try to remember to do that for this episode as well. Um, feel free to donate to that if you want. Um, that money goes towards helping kids get an education. And that's something he was really passionate about, so check that link out. Um, and if you want to do something super awesome, you can check out his book, Trump's Lessons for Kindergarten. Uh, you can buy that. It's, um, it's a really funny picture book made for adults about what Trump would be like if he were in kindergarten and had to be around other kids because because he's a child in a 70-something-year-old's body. So if you hate Donald Trump and want something to remember how terrible of a president he was, I'll also leave a link to buy Trump's Lessons for Kindergarten, which the money from that will go to James's fiance and family to help them through this tragic time. Um, so support them. You get a cool book. Um, help some help some kids with um, you know get get into college. You know that's that's some pretty cool stuff. Honor honor his his name. You know, but uh, man, I've been. I've been feeling really shitty about this. I've been trying to wrap my head around it, trying to find any sort of reason for what happened, but I can't, other than that life can be really cruel and just take shit from us in a heartbeat. We have to really treasure every moment we get with people who we care about. Otherwise, we're going to be even sadder when they're gone. And it sucks so much. I was going to have him on this podcast regularly because we have so much fun talking and time flies just because it's so enjoyable whether recording or not and I'm still trying to deal with the reality that we won't be able to ever do that ever it's really fucking with me over here so again if the podcast feels a little off this week it's because it is we lost a member of the shorties very very awesome member and he will not be forgotten and will keep his legacy going but again yeah i apologize if i sound a little off and if i get angrier today than usual i just don't um i don't feel right about any of this i'm having flashbacks to when my best friend passed away from his overdose back in 2014 and that was the first time i really experienced loss at such a level, and I, I didn't take it very well. No one around me was a good support system. No one really cared. My dad doesn't know how to comfort people properly. All my mom said was, See, Alex, this is why you don't do drugs. Never said I'm sorry for your loss or asked me how I'm feeling or anything like that at all. My close friends were no help. This fucking asshat 
I don't don't even want to give him like give his name out because he has a problem. Um, too busy partying with the the popular kids, not inviting me to these parties, trying to ditch his less cool friends like me, only coming to me when he needs something. That type of bullshit. Everyone around me, who I knew, who who knew that I was depressed, ditched me and didn't want to be around me because they didn't want me bringing them down because I was going through it. I got kicked out of my acapella group that I helped start without them even telling me. So I was completely alone in this. I never truly dealt with the loss for years. I was grieving and not able to cope, blaming myself for not being a better friend, hating myself, all this stuff. And it wasn't until like recently, like a couple years ago, that I started when I started going to therapy, that I was able to stop blaming myself and accept the fact that he's gone. I needed help, and I'll probably need help for this loss, too. But my friends are no help. (laughs) The only ones I have right now are, like, hyper-masculine and don't talk about their feelings and don't really, aren't really mindful of mental health. But dude, fuck that acapella group. They fizzled out real fast after they got rid of me. Nothing, nothing ever happened with them. Where's their record deal? I got offered one last week, assholes. Who are you, who are you guys? I can't wait. If, if my music career ever takes off, I'm going to talk so much shit about them. Oh, Alex is too depressing. We need to get him out of the group so he doesn't kill the vibes. Maybe ask me what the fuck is wrong, you shit lumbers. Maybe you could have helped me feel better instead of tossing me out like yesterday's news. I don't, I don't like those people at all. Oh, I have no wanting to ever see them again, not at a reunion, not any time. Here I go getting mad again. What was even the point? Right, loss, loss, dealing with loss. I tried a lot of things, a lot of drugs to cope with loss and divorce and other depressing shit, and it didn't work. It only made things worse. I still don't know what I'm doing when it comes to dealing with that part of life, death to be exact. With time and age, I think it will become easier. Uh, A lot of people from my hometown passed away when I was younger that, and you know, that Ridgefield, Connecticut is kind of cursed with tragedies. Um, Speaking of Ridgefield, Connecticut, um, someone I went to high school with was arrested for storming the capital. Um, let me, let me get his, um, let me get his info for you, because this is public info now. Um, his name is Patrick Edward McCoy. Pat McCoy. So, I went to high school with this kid. He was in the grade below me. And, Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. 
So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This summer, your favorite justice porn returns with new episodes of Live PD coming to your TV to make you cum. White people, get ready to put your hand in your pants as you get to experience firsthand what you are too privileged to ever experience for yourselves when cops beat down, uh, people in marginalized societies, but it's definitely not racial at all, see? It just so happens that the neighborhoods that they patrol happen to not be the white ones, but seriously, look past that. What are you, one of those libs? Go back to eating your pesto avocado sandwich, you loser. This is a show for real men who get hard-ons watching the enforcers of the institutions kicking minorities when they are already down because society lets it happen. So, if you're ready for some good old-fashioned oppression, turn off that CNN bullshit, escape reality, and tune into A&E Wednesdays at 9 for some live PD because blue lives are definitely not poo lives. Don't believe what anyone says. <laughs> And why are you so mean to his cubs? Paid for by the National American Man-Boy Love Association. We're gonna... Okay, we're gonna... Sorry, I have Clubhouse on in the background. But, um... So we're gonna... We're gonna roast him a little bit. Um... Got arrested for storming the Capitol. There's pictures of him. That's how they caught him. People are joking that he, um, look up Patrick McCaughey. Um, he looks like Nathan from South Park, and I see it. I definitely agree with that, and it's, it's so funny. Like, I knew someone from Ridgefield would be there, and this kid, this kid was a fucking freak in high school. Of course he was at the insurrection trying to break into the Capitol and hurt politicians he he looks like a school shooter look at look at him look at like look him up and tell me tell me that does not look like a school shooter sorry my cat was yelling at me <laughs> because um cuz she wanted to go out to the other room she keeps coming in and out and she does this if the door is closed she's like open this door now then she comes in yells at me and then leaves and then I close the door and we do it all over again and it's like no dude I'm recording <laughs> what are you doing man and um fuck man what were we oh yeah Patrick McCaughey what a um oh what a freak I tried to find his Facebook account and I think he deleted it because everyone was probably like just skewering him. I made a Facebook post, like, this fucker should get the chair. And then I said, like, we should all be allowed to each line up and give him a swirly in the toilet in a public restroom. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's my contribution to society on Facebook. Promoting violence. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't banned me yet. So I thought now, because we are at the one hour mark, and I didn't think I was going to have time.
to keep recording because I got to take the uh, the cat to the vet. Um, but I have time, so uh, uh, let's look at some Karens. That's something we do on every episode. Um, we've been doing that for a couple months since the uh, I think since the summer actually. I don't know. We we watch one of these every episode. Just the newest Karens. It's like because this is the short news. So it's like we talk about the news and this is kind of like this is kind of the news because they're always relevant to what's going on in the world because they're updated and they're like somebody going into Walmart last week and refusing to wear a mask and making a ridiculous scene. And you know that I don't think I need to explain it to you. But a lot of these because we're audio only for now until I figure out how to do video. Um it's probably easy, but because we're audio only, these are good because most of them you don't have to be watching. You just need to be hearing the ridiculous things that are coming out of these people's mouths. And because that's the most outrageous part. Anything that's not like that that you need context for, I'll supply you until we have video. But until then, here we go. Oh, we got a crying Karen talking into her selfie camera. President Trump, if you see this, please save us. I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. What? This is America. What flag? What what flag would he be using that isn't the American flag? Are you mad about, like, the pride flag or something? Because then that's just on you. This is our land. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. Oh, I'm sure he loves this. <laughs> God, please, save us. Save us from the devil, please. <laughs> Y'all about to have a panic attack. <laughs> this is our country. Our country. Who is our? Please define our country. Because doesn't that mean all of us? So if Biden won all, most of the votes, then that speaks for the majority of the country. Our country voted for Biden. <laughs> this is our country. White women's country. <laughs> and that's it. This is awful. God, please save us. Please. I'm kind of retarded. Thanks, Alex. Hello, President Trump. My name is Autumn Brown. I live in Cleveland, Tennessee. And she I looks like, um, like her smile is like plastered on. She looks like the Joker. I am a great supporter of yours. I'm going to tell you, everybody I know loves you, Mr. President. I want you to know there's no giving up. There's no giving in because we, the people, will not give in. We will not have our votes stolen and we will not turn our republic over to China. Your votes weren't stolen. It's just that the other side got more. 
Okay. Like, you guys voted. You you turned out, you voted, there were a lot of you, yeah, but it wasn't enough. Because a lot more people wanted Joe. And I'm sorry that you lost, and you can't accept it. But, lady, this is not helping anybody. You just look like an absolute fool. China or to the Democrat corruption. Because let me tell you that you will win in everything you do because God has put great favor on your life. I'm a minister and everyone I know adores you. And it's like a love that nobody else has ever felt. We've never felt this for any other president. We have voted a Republican. That's so fucking weird though. He's not like a loving, he's not a loving dude at all. He's, he's orange man bad, okay? Orange man bad. Republican, and we've liked other presidents, but let me tell you, there's nobody like President Trump. You are loved to the point that my mother was up all night praying for you. I was up all during before the election because God had given me a dream, and I fasted and prayed. President Trump, there's no giving up because God is a. You starved yourself for President Trump. <laughs> I starve for you, Daddy Trump. <laughs> they're like, they're like K-pop fans. They're literally K-pop stands for Trump. Signed you and appointed you for this day and hour. For what God has joined together and he has put in his stead, let no man put asunder. God has put you in position for such a time as this. It is because of the tenacity, the courage, and the strength that is behind you. You do not say no, and you fight for what is right, your convictions. And you know never to give up. Even from when you were in your mother's rooms, you were destined to be president. All throughout your life, you knew that you had a, a, a destiny and something to, to finish. You knew that you were called to be president. I've watched video after video. There was something instilled inside of you that you were called to be president. And it was something you had to do. Let me tell you, that was God himself that put that in you. For God says you will not fail, but you will win. I will take you over. For 2020 shall be the year of decrees. And it is the decree of the Lord that... You shall win, Trump. You will not fail, for God has... Did you see the inauguration yesterday, lady? Because that that's not, um... That's not at all what happened. I just want you to know that, okay? I just... I just need you to know. Um, lady, this is Alex Mador, uh, NPR. Welcome to, uh, Car Talk. And I just want to tell you that Trump lost. So let's suck a massive dick. Yeah. Great favor upon your life. And he will see you to the fruition of what he has promised. Watch and see what he does. I'm going to tell you our children's children, our grandchildren love you. We love you. And the American people love you. Wait, what? What is she doing? So it's like a pu- is this a public bathroom? And she's just like, shuddering and shaking? What? The hell is wrong with this lady? Help me get this, baby. 
Good morning, guys. Uh-uh. I'm here to tell y'all about my story from taking the COVID vaccine. I took the Pfizer vaccine, lot HW0 or HWO142 on February the 5th. Since I took that vaccine, it has completely <laughs> changed my life. I, um, before the vaccine, I was a completely normal, healthy 45-year-old. I went to work every day. I played with my grandchildren. I worked out. I had a very good life. Um, I took the vaccine on Tuesday, and this is my story. Wednesday, I came home from work where I'm, I manage a surgery center. Very tired. I um, I went to bed and I slept all night. It was roughly about 15 hours that I slept. I got up on... Yeah, I mean, like, we all, we know you're, you feel crummy after any vaccine. I, when I got my shots, when I turned 18, because my mom wouldn't let me get them, um... She was very anti-vax because, um, yeah, so, so I wasn't allowed to get my vaccines, but when I got them all that one day, I, I definitely felt weird. Like I felt under the weather and a little foggy. I went out and bought a banjo, which why did I go out and buy a banjo? I don't even play banjo, but right after I got those vaccines, I went out and bought a banjo. Like I went to Guitar Center. I bought a banjo, and then I went to GameStop and bought an Xbox One because I was making good money at the grocery store <laughs> these days. I worked a lot of hours, so I was like, okay, like, I, I'm doing this. I'm doing this now. Like, this is my shit. <laughs> so I, um, I bought a banjo. I'm, that, that was the side effect that I got from, the, from vaccines. They, warning. May cause you to buy instrument that you don't play and then tell girls about it so that they think you're cool. <laughs> that That is the side effect of the tetanus vaccine. <laughs> you will buy a banjo if you get the vaccine. <laughs> Imagine Spotify fucking, like narks me for that like you can't be spreading these lies about vaccines that you'll buy a banjo it's like dude I, it's a it's a joke but not really like i went out and bought a banjo i don't know if i had that idea before yeah you know what i had that idea before because like i wanted to buy a banjo but then i went out and did it i was like fuck it <laughs> whatever man <laughs> got like some hot pretzels it was it was good it was good. I felt I didn't feel terrible after after the sh vaccine. So, I I don't know. Um, I don't know why this one would be any different than the other ones. You know what I mean? Like, why if the technology has been around for so long, don't you think they would have improved it at at this point? Since we're in twenty twenty one, and we 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 have the technology now to you know have all this shit figured out. Um, yeah, there's still going to be side effects. You might go out and buy an accordion this time, but, but, but that, that's it. <laughs> Imagine she like, 
takes out a pan flute and she's like, now I can't stop doing this. Thursday morning, very dizzy, not sure what was going on, but I took some Tylenol and I gathered myself together and I went on to work. Thursday and Friday, I felt pretty good. I had a mild headache, but I knew that that was one of the side effects, possibly, and I was still a little tired. Friday night, I was laying in bed and I got up and I could not use my left leg. I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought maybe it was just, you know, asleep. I didn't have no tingling, no numbness. It's just like I had to tell my brain, hey, dummy, make your leg move. So I went on back to bed thinking, well, this is going to pass. I woke up Saturday. I couldn't use neither one of my legs. Um, I told my husband that I needed to go to the ER, so he took me. Earlier in the video, she uses both of her legs to get to the bed. And she's like pretending. She just wants to be right. I'm sure like somebody forced her to get the vaccine and her family was like, you have to. Like, you have to. There's no getting out of this. And she was like, oh, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll get it. But, oh, you'll see. You'll see soon enough. And then she couldn't hold off any longer. And I mean, my legs. They don't work, even though I just walked all the way over to this bed. Me to the ER, and from there, I was admitted to the hospital with abnormal heartbeat, which come to find out apparently was something that I had had, WPW, Wolf-Parkins-White syndrome. They said that it is um, just my heart doesn't beat like, it should, I guess. I, I don't I don't know. Um, I started having really bad headaches, and the trembling got worse and worse. And the worse the headache gets, the more my body shakes. I have seen other videos of people that this has happened to since the vaccine, and I am very fortunate because it's not continuously like other people, but it does go and come. And it's almost like uh, my body is having seizures. Um, the vaccine has definitely changed my life. I never would have thought that I would have been where I'm at today before the vaccine. I only took the vaccine to protect my parents. My mom is not in good health. And I didn't want to be the one to give her COVID. So, here we are. Five days later. Don't know what the hell is going on. I definitely didn't use my legs before to get all the way to this bed without a wheelchair or any sort of assistance at all whatsoever. And I just hopped on one foot and held the other up because I, I need to be right. I need to be make my mother feel guilty for making me go to get this vaccine. Ah, because I voted for Trump and he wouldn't have made me do this. Ah. All of my MRIs have come back normal. Yeah. They did a CT of my brain and it is normal. Yeah. 
Well, and my blood work is normal. Well, I wouldn't say your brain is normal in this case. Um, they're, they're, they're wrong on that. They're definitely wrong on that because you are a psychopath. You are a psychopath. And you're spreading bullshit to try to get people to not take this vaccine. That's ridiculous. And today I'm actually being transferred to another facility. Yeah, you're wasting your money going to all these facilities. You have to pay for all, all this medical attention. For, for what? Because, oh, I need to be right. I need to be right and show them that this was a mistake they made. I have, I do work with a great group of doctors. They just don't have privileges at the hospital that I was transferred to. So today I'm being transferred back to their hospital where they can take care of me. They know who I am. And they have a treatment plan, hopefully. Yeah, it's called hitting you in the leg until you acknowledge that it hurts and that you can feel it. <laughs> so, I beg of you. Before you take this vaccine to please think, it has definitely changed my life. Um, no. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> you gotta find this video because she's standing up in the bathroom. She's using her legs. She's using both of them, but every time one of her left leg hits the ground, she, like, does this fake seizure thing and like if you were having a seizure you would collapse to the floor okay like as someone who's had seizures i find that a little bit offensive because this is not a seizure you're this is either psychosomatic or you're just a bitch or both Oh my god. Karen in Taiwan. Yeah, they'll lock you up for this shit. We must wear a mask as we are because you can protect ourselves and yes, yourself. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Okay. Because it's not illegal in the Taiwan. Okay? Get away from my house and close my door. Close my door. If she's trespassing on your property like that, she opened this lady's door and what she's like getting all in her space she's wearing her mask where it's like not covering her nose which i don't know i feel like some people do that on purpose just because they know it pisses people off and it's like 
Really? You just want to make that point and, and endanger everyone while you do it? Okay. Cool. That's very kind of you. And what's your name? None of your business. Okay, but yeah, you come up here bamming on my door, waking me up, waking my child up, and now you won't leave. Call the police. Call them. Okay. I ain't give a damn. Okay. Stay in film with your little camera. I will. He's just as bad as you are. <laughs> Lady, you don't know my child. My child minds his business Your child just as acts I do. like you. How do you know my child when he barely even leaves the house? Who are you, lady? Who are you? Yeah, his, her kid is laughing in the background like, what the fuck? I would really love to know. I told you who I was. Tell me your name again. I ain't telling you my name, but I told she you who I am. She said none of your business. Okay, well, you can go back to wherever you're from. And mind your business as I mind my own. Well, you mind your business and stay off the damn walls. Off the walls, lady. I say above you. That's These right. are carpeted floors. We it are always that quiet. Damn carpeted floor. How am I beating on your wall? I am not in an apartment that's adjoined to yours. It doesn't make sense. I wish you would think this through. Like, I, I really talk to the other neighbors. I think someone just has a problem with people of color. I think. I think that's what this is, because it seems like one of those situations where this family is completely innocent. They live above the person, so so this Karen wouldn't even hear them banging on the walls, but she instinctually thinks to go upstairs to the one family of color that she knows lives up there to blame them. That's, um, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's something, you know? That is something. One sec, I have to use the bathroom really bad. Alright, I'm back from I'm back from the bathroom. Let's get back into the Karen report. Like you should it's really talk to somebody numbers. else. Okay. You just numbers. assume it's me, right? It's you. Oh, it's the black girl. I understand. No, I'm a black woman. That's why you think you run me out of here. Call 911, please. Uh, this looks like video footage, surveillance footage at a deli or something. This man is freaking out at these women. I don't know why, but they're, he's throwing shit at them. What the fuck? Is this Chipotle? Incident at Chipotle. A man walked in and threw shit at a couple Next time, mind your business. You need to mind your business. You are swearing. That's right. I'm swearing a lot because I'm fucking American. You're Chinese. They thought so. This is a civilized country. Okay. No, it's not. No, it is 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 not. Because kids get chopped up here, people right. eat animals here, people do all kinds of things here. Why are you still here, here then? Like, I don't Why are you still here? Why are Chinese people still in America, bro? You want to be real? Why are Chinese people still in America? Jesus. Uh-oh. This is the best one. Karen of the week. Shoplifting? I told you in there, sir, that we wanted to give money. They, and now no, he's giving the money back. No explaining. Back, no explaining. I think, like, oh, so they refused this person's service, and then they they left the money on the uh, cash register. 
person didn't accept the the payment and they walked out with the product. Is that what I'm getting here? Because, yeah, that is shoplifting. They don't want to serve you, and then you got to get out. No explaining. No. It's time to go. We literally gave you money, so it's not shoplifting. And you're trying to give the money Thank back. You. I appreciate that you're wanting to give Thank back you. the money. That's not how it works. And she's wearing a shirt that says 1776 forever. So that, you know, you know, yeah. Those 1776 people always, um, always fucking shit up for everyone stealing shit. Who are the, who are the looters? Who are the looters? Really? <laughs> it's this lady. And there's probably so many more. We saw one last episode. Someone who did the same thing and um, and said, yeah, like, I, I left the money there. So it's not shoplifting. It's like it's still shoplifting because they never accepted the purchase. It wasn't put into the system. So that therefore, you never actually completed the purchase. They refused you service. Leave the product and get out. It's not how it works. I gave you legal that's, tender. That's what they want to do. I comprehend that that's what they want to do. It's not within their lawful... Wow, you're so smart. You can say comprehend. ...ability to deny me service. I've done nothing you're wrong. You're violating their store policy, so they can... Policy doesn't trump law. You should know that. What's your badge number? 627. Thank you. 627. So if she does not give back that product, do you know if your store manager wants to press yep. charges against Shop her? Okay. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to ask you again. Are you going to give back the product? As soon as I get in so writing. So you're refusing. Is that what I'm understanding? Did she already paid for it. She did not pay for it. It's in her hand. She gave it back she to her. She gave it back to him. He did you guys hear me it. say I'm refusing? All this for Annie's organic. What are those? <laughs> She's going to get detained for this shit. For some Annie's organic. Lady, you should have just worn a mask. You're such a bitch. Oh my god. No, okay. you said no. So will you give back the product? As soon as I get in writing it's that you're refusing me property. service. She has provided the payment. It's now her property. Payment's in her hand. Because he just gave it back. So we're requesting for the item. He came out of the store and gave me $5. <laughs> so she's refusing to give the item back. So Booker, take her to the ground and cuff her. We don't need this bitch getting away with shit like this anymore. This is a problem. This is a real problem in our society. Entitled middle-aged white ladies is, is one of the few pandemics that is going around. Why is she laughing? Thank you. This discussion is over. Let's go. holding a kombucha this is hilarious this must be whole foods or something put, ha, put your, put your hand. this is why um this is why conservatives shouldn't go to whole foods <laughs> leave that for us put your hands off my body 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 
I'm being serious. You're being detained. You are not free to leave right now. I have done nothing wrong. It's an unlawful detainment. You shoplifted. Okay, we were investigating your shoplifting. That's not considered shoplifting. Okay, that's get what the, we're investigating. And get, you're not cooperating get, with our investigation. Get, get the civil she code. She gave back her property. What property does she still have? Is it that? Yeah, Is it the juice? that's it. That's Sam, the property. Are you willing to give back the juice? You guys just said that she had everything. Did you, you pay for the juice? I cannot believe you put you your hands on me. Be very clear on that. Who is this? What's your badge number? Mr. Zinn? Zeno. Be very clear on that. It was wrong for you to put your hands on me. Yeah. Are you getting it? It's wrong for you to shoplift and because you're not wearing a mask and they refused you service because you're putting everybody in danger. Idiot. Are you getting it? I agree that's what you think. No, 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 no. It was unlawful for you to put your hands on me when I am not a threat to anybody. You're being detained for a crime, please. No. It is not a crime. It is not a crime. Call a crime in the does backup. not occur. No victim, no crime. That's inaccurate. Inaccurate. Go ahead and get the civil code out. Get the civil code out. Why does she know the civil code? How many times has she been in a situation like this? Probably so many. These Karens are always prepared for, get the civil code, get the corporate. Where's the corporate number? I want to speak to a manager. I know you have to, you can't refuse me service. It says so and blah, 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 blah. I have a medical accommodation. Then get oh. the law books out. You guys, whatever the codes are. Get the, the law code. books out. Penal code. So my word was inaccurate. Penal code. Get the penal code out. Okay. You said okay. I'm waiting. For shoplifting, section 48. Ooh. Oh, shoplifting, section 48, bitch. Not shoplifting. Get down on the ground. That's what we're investigating. I'm not saying you're being arrested for it. I'm saying you're being detained while we investigate, so you're not free to leave currently. And you have all of the facts. You I literally provided payment for the products. And they don't want to accept your payment. Basically. Because they know they're legal tender. It's legal tender. Oh my god. <laughs> That's because Whole Foods doesn't want a lawsuit. Thank you. Smart decision. Smart decision because you know that you would get sued and you have deep pockets. Okay. Let's go. Good night. Do you know that those masks are Have a good night, ma'am. Okay. Have a good night, ma'am. You know that I can sue you civilly. You do know that. Have a good night, ma'am. Be mindful. Don't put your I can sue you civilly. Hands on a person like that again. Good night. Aren't you guys so proud? Why, why are they not getting beat up? You remember last year, or like a year and a half ago, they tackled that fucking teenager? for skipping a $2 fare on the subway to get on the subway. Remember that? They fucking sent, like, all of the NYPD after him. They, like, tackled him at gunpoint on the train. It was a fucking black teenager. And, and they, they treated him like, like a, a criminal for jumping the subway fare. And then these white middle-aged ladies 
get away with shoplifting multiple items from Whole Foods after refusing to wear a mask, endangering, actually endangering other people from a deadly disease that nobody has the cure for. And they're not getting held at gunpoint. But the, t- the teenager who is a person of color who skips a $2 fare is? Where is, the, where is the justice here? I'm not seeing it. They should have pressed charges. to give this back to you what are you crazy uh no they just want their product back that you stole (laughs) so yeah that's um as you can see the karens are still out and about they're still a problem for our society and i don't know what to think about that other than it's sad it's really sad you know we um we have to find a way to win this war on Karens. But for now, we must answer somebody's relationship problem and give them some advice. So let's take a look and see if we can find a good one. Okay, um, this is a short one, I gotta get ready for the vet, I gotta eat and stuff. Um, okay, I know everyone has their past, but my girlfriend keeps telling me about her hoe phase, and it's getting really annoying. So this girl, 24 female, that I, 26 male, have been dating had a hoe phase in her past. Yeah, most women have, most women do. But hey, you you had one too. So don't don't even don't even dude. I get it. We all had a past. I really don't care. The thing is, she keeps bringing it up in conversation for some reason, and it's really annoying. For example, she told me about a dude with a micro penis, how she had a lot of dudes come in her mouth, and just now I was talking to her and she told me how she would lie to her mom who she would be hanging out with. In reality, she was in a hotel room all weekend. Like I said, I don't care about her past, but she keeps bringing it up, and I told her I don't need to know the details, and she said she won't tell me all the details, but I don't want to, like, and I, but I don't want to know at all. I don't know why she feels the need to keep telling me this shit. It's getting very annoying. Advice? Am I just being insecure? I'm seeing her tonight, and I kind of want to tell her I prefer not to hear about it at all. Thanks in advance. Well, if something makes you uncomfortable, then obviously you should say something about how it's making you feel uncomfortable. Otherwise, there's no honesty in the relationship, and you'll grow to resent that person. You don't want that. 
And yeah, everybody's had a past. You probably had a past. I've had a past. Everybody. But, like, to continue talking about it, I dated a girl who did that. Always, always talked about her ex. All the time. And started talking to him while we were dating. Which is a big no-no in my book. Big, big no-no. Um, but obsessed. Would not stop talking about their sex life and all the things they did and all. And, and it got... It got to the point where I definitely started feeling insecure because she kept, like, comparing us. And that's not a good, um, that's not a good place to be in as a dude. You're just constantly competing, always having to think, like, what if she decides to go back to him? And she did. Oh, she did. (laughs) She, she did. And, and that was a sad couple of years that I was trying to get over that but you live and you learn right so if you're uncomfortable my point wow i i just got real sad but my point is if you're uncomfortable with her talking about all this shit all the time then express that don't be like you need to stop telling me about this just be like you know it i like i hate to say this but it makes me It makes me really uncomfortable when you always talk about what you were doing with these guys. I don't want to be, like, comparing myself to them all the time or thinking about them when I'm with you. Why can't we just focus on us? And and that's what you got to say, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, the top comment, yeah, just ask her to stop. It's very weird she's telling you all that to begin with, to be honest. Um, I had an ex who did this quite a lot and got very annoying. One day she did it again, and I was just looking at her with a face that said, Really? She said, What? And I looked her dead in the eyes and said, Do I look like I give a shit about your past hookups? Needless to say, she finally got the hint and stopped. Sometimes you gotta be blunt. That's true, but my approach is a little bit nicer than that because you don't wanna, like, piss her off. If you're trying to get somebody to stop hurt doing something that hurts you, the best thing to do is not hurt them back because then they're just gonna be upset and then most likely... It's going to be a volatile conversation where you just hurt each other. See, see this, this podcast, we're giving you real relationship advice here. Fuck that. Call her daddy. What you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to make him want more. And then you're just going to ignore him for five months and make him just wonder where you went. And if you're dead or if you hate him, and you're going to post all these pictures with other people making him jealous. And then finally. When he least expects it, you pounce. And he'll be ready for you. Like, that's fucking, fucking evil. (laughs) That's evil. We don't do that here. We give real, real advice. And you just gotta tell her. In a nice way. Do, Do what I said. And that should work. I've been in that situation before. And that's what worked. Was expressing my discomfort with those conversations. And that's what you got to do, my man. So, there you go. 
This has been an extra long episode, um, but we had a we had a lot to talk about. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Um, yeah, this has been this has been good, guys. This has been this has been very good. You are fake news. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? Give me that pussy. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, thank you. Thank you for sticking with me always. I um I wouldn't be still doing this without you. And I appreciate every single one of you. And we're going to keep chugging along with this show. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep adding things, making it more fun, more listenable. Hopefully we'll get this damn popping sound out of the audio at some point, I hope. I gotta figure out what to do about that. But, that's besides the point. Thank you, as always. And, you can find me on Clubhouse, at Alex Mador, Twitter, Alex underscore Mador, Instagram, Alex Mador. TikTok, I'm not really on there anymore. I might actually delete the app because it's kind of useless to me. Um, I don't really need to be on there. But, yeah. So this has been the Short News Podcast. I will see you guys in a few days. I love you. And have a great weekend. Oh, you touch my ta-la-la. My ding ding dong. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 And we say bye bye! It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats only available on location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs on location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with on location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.